Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hello and welcome to What Goes Up, a weekly markets podcast. My name is Mike Regan and I'm a senior editor at Bloomberg. My co-host Vildana Hyrick is taking a well-deserved vacation. And this week on the show, well, the war in Ukraine and the Federal Reserve's efforts to tame inflation have dominated the storylines for markets this year. But another important development that hasn't gotten as much attention is the situation in China, where a flare-up in the COVID virus caused extended lockdowns in Shanghai and other parts of the country. China's COVID zero policies have crippled growth in the world's second largest economy and prolonged supply chain issues around the globe. And while many who were stuck in lockdown in China probably wish they were somewhere else, one analyst and portfolio manager actually traveled into the country to see how the economy was operating and to try to visit some of the companies she covers. We'll talk to her about her journey into COVID zero and what she learned about how China's economy has changed in recent years. Well, let's meet her. Her name is Wenting Shen. She's the co-lead portfolio manager of the China Equity Strategy at Harding Lovner. Wenting, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mike. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's great to talk to you all the way uh, from China. Tell us, though, uh, why don't we start a little bit and, and just introduce yourself. Tell us what you do at Harding Lovner. Um, I know you help manage the, the China strategy, uh, but tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this role. Sure. So I've been at Hardy Lovner for a little over six years now, and I am a portfolio manager of the Chinese equity strategy. And at the same time, I'm a China analyst. So cover a range of different sectors, consumer, 
uh, internet, industrial companies, you name it. So typically, I travel, you know, uh, twice a year to China, and you know, meet with companies. But this time, I'm doing it a little differently. A little differently, to, to say the least. So, so tell us about this. Um, I guess it's been a couple of years since you've been able to to travel to China. I would assume and. And you decided to go make a go for it during COVID zero. How did that all come about? And and just tell us about the experience of actually, you know, traveling into China uh, during this phase of of COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So, in fact, I started to plan this trip last year, and I was looking at the the windows, if you will, to to do this trip, and it looks like. You know, um, between Olympics might be a little difficult. The Winter Olympics, which happened during February, um, in fact, the a uh, a large part of the flights have been canceled during that time. So, I just got a ticket which was immediately after the Winter Olympics. That was the only ticket that I was able to get, and I I just jumped on it. And later I was told that some people's tickets were canceled eight times. So I was glad that I was even able to to board this flight. <laughs> and so, and then you landed, and uh, you immediately went into like a quarantine, right, at a, at a hotel. Yes. So the flight was originally destined for Shanghai, and it was looking like the city was entering into a quarantine as we flew. So we were rerouted to another city called Fuzhou, which is right across uh, the Taiwan Strait, just to give you an idea where it is. Um, so we were put into a quarantine hotel for 14 days, and that was really the phase one of the quarantine. And then there, there comes a second part, which is at a, you know, your city of destination. So 14 days in, in one hotel room. I, you must have finished Netflix, I, I guess. <laughs> I tell people it was really three months because I, I came to China on March 31st and I finished the entire quarantine right before the, the May 1st uh, holiday. So it was March to May, three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. And so so you finally been able to get out and move about the co- uh, country a little bit. Are you able to, to visit the companies you cover and invest in? Yes, it's it's pretty amazing that I'm finding my way around cities. So I have been to six cities at this point where our companies are based. And it's pretty amazing that the companies um, are, you know, they, they are taking the risks by accepting my meeting requests. But wherever I go, I just find overwhelming hospitality from people uh, to to not only see me in real life, to see each other in real life, but also looking to find out from me, you know, what is happening out there and what uh, what kind of impressions have shifted around China out there. So, you know, it, it's great excitement to see each other. Right. Can you tell us about some of the companies you, you visited? Which which ones are in your coverage area? Yeah, sure. So uh, one one interesting observation that I, um, I I saw during the pandemic, actually, uh, you know, probably dating from a couple of years ago, was um, this entire rise of 
you know, local companies, not only in uh, consumer brands, but also in manufacturing spaces. So I have been seeing some companies during this visit, um, you know, companies that are, uh, you know, replacing global suppliers, if you will. Um, you know, they are expanding their market share. The, the companies have invested R&D much higher than other spaces and they have closed to that, that, um, you know, gap with their global peers, if you will. So, uh, companies making inverters and servo motors, for example, a company called Innovance, which is based in Shenzhen. And I've seen this company over the years and now seeing them in the, uh, a new headquarter, which is pretty exciting. And, uh, also, um, you know, a company called Shuanghuan making precision gears in, in Hangzhou, which is another city that I visited. Um, right. also comes consumer so companies. They're getting more domestic business, I guess. Is that just a, a function of COVID having made it very much more difficult to sort of import and export uh, equipment that they're they're actually supplying um, domestic Chinese companies more than they used to. Yeah, there's definitely that element to it, but I would also say even dating. During, you know, 2018, the trade war, some companies suddenly realized that there's this, you know, supply chain safety concerns. Some components might not be available to them at some day that they're, they, they don't even know of. So, uh, they have started this contingency planning process and scrambling to, to find out what local suppliers could there be. So they started the, this process and this helped these local companies to really climb up that that learning curve by having these relationships and you know manufacturing larger scales and that helped their capability to move up over the last few years wow and what sort of level are they operating at are, are most companies in the the manufacturing and that you visited are they sort of back to 100 percent, or is it you know is the pandemic still keeping them at somewhere below 100% of what they formerly, you know, their former capacity? Yeah, absolutely. Some companies are, you know, really uh, feeling the, the pinch from the pandemic, the logistics pains. And while other companies located in cities which are better managed, for example, Shenzhen, um, the, which is very close to Hong Kong, actually they are feeling less, less pain than, than those other companies based in Shanghai. So I think Shenzhen is, is, better managed uh, because of its rolling testing policies, which basically requires people to produce a, a, a COVID test voluntarily every 48 to 72 hours. So when, when I was in Shenzhen, I was, uh, I was even a little tighter on myself and asked myself to, to, to get a test every day. So I, I get a test when the lines are smaller, but still takes like, you know, 40 minutes to an hour every day from me to get those tests. But, you know, under zero COVID, I think that is the the least uh, invasive way, if you will, to maintain that, you know, that, that daily life. And Shenzhen was able to more or less, you know, not quite lock down as hard as Shanghai did, I guess, in this latest wave. Is that they just the virus didn't really crop up there again like it was in Shanghai, I guess. 
So Shenzhen did have their own chapter of lockdown in March, but they reacted very quickly. They had a, a, a very smooth and、uh, quick lockdown for for several days, and the city opened up immediately after that, and has since been pretty much COVID free. So this sort of you know rolling testing is is helping the city to to be able to find out any hotspots very quickly and react to that. But、um, make no mistake, not every city can afford this arrangement because it is a big cost on municipal finances to to give those tests. And Shenzhen is very well known for being a internet and you know manufacturing financial hub. But not every other city can can do that in large scale. Right, right. It, to 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 afford that is、uh, quite an expense, I imagine. So, Watson,、so, uh, when you speak to the management, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you speak to sort of the CFO type level and, and and that type of person at these companies. What is their mood? Are they?、Uh, I, I'm assuming everyone's kind of tired of all the COVID pre- prevention me- measures. Are they sort of just, you know,、uh, ready to reopen? Is there an eagerness you think to be done with this and and, and sort of get past COVID zero or? Or do they appreciate this this effort to contain the virus? Are they are they happy to you know comply with all the the lockdown orders、uh, in order to to curtail the virus, or or are they just like I'm I'm done with this? Let's open up. Yeah, first、uh, I I think they everybody is excited to see people in person, so they were excited to see me. <laughs> And、um, yes, I I think the the companies are looking for some sort of、uh, certainties in the in the you know policy wise for sure. So they would like to to you know、uh, be able to to get a timeline. They they、uh, hope. Hoping to、um, have some clear idea about how the policies will be going forward, so that they can know, for example, whether they should,、uh, you know, diversify their capacity to Vietnam, for example, and then they can, you know, they can plan that in for the next few months, and they they can allocate that capital. So, so yes, people are definitely looking for some,、um, you know,、yeah, clarity. Right. Right. And I'm curious about the the consumer companies、uh, that you cover and invest in.、Uh, you know, obviously, my impression is that、um, consumer spending、uh, must be very much curtailed in some ways. Obviously,、uh, not in others. I'm sure there's still people getting takeout food and that sort of thing. But、um, h- how has the consumer economy been changed during COVID zero? And are any any of the companies you cover sort of struggling to? To to deal with that and and to adapt. Yes, we definitely see some impact、uh, in the last couple of months. At the end of March, Shanghai entered this this big lockdown, and that's、uh, you know a, a big economic hub and a, a big part of a lot of consumer companies' revenues.、Um, and you know, April May were worse. But I think the, you know again a, a very、um, you know a, a very consistent trend that I'm observing is that 
uh, you know, consumer spending where, where is going higher is this, you know, spending on these local brands. For example, these local, uh, sportswear brands, um, cosmetic brands, even infant milk formula brands, which is known to have had some quality concerns and people used to always prefer multinational, uh, brands. And now, consumer impression has shifted a little bit around this you know these these spaces and i guess that has to do with the rising bending power of the younger uh consumers and these consumers have grown up in an age where the quality of made in china products have have risen and they didn't really have that baggage uh in their mind um and they're they're more willing to pay for these domestic brands at a higher premium they're willing to consider them as higher quality yeah, especially that infant formula sector. I mean, with, with all the issues we're having in this country, I imagine the locals there are, <laughs> are, are doing pretty well. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You know, Wetzinger, I think our listeners, especially in the United States, the American listeners, are pretty familiar with the big major Chinese companies, you know, the Alibabas and the and the Ten Cents. But you seem to really be sort of going down and looking at the smaller companies and and uh perhaps some ones we we haven't heard of. Could you tell us a few of the companies that uh you're excited about that maybe we haven't heard about that that you're interested in? Yeah, so um, I mentioned uh, Innovance and Changhuan Gear, uh, Anta in the consumer space, Leaning in the consumer space, Praia uh, Cosmetics. So uh, these are some of the companies which are, are just rising up the new generation of uh, made in China products, I would describe. And it's just younger companies, younger, smaller growth type of stocks as we would think of them? Yeah, so um, there's this this shift, uh, if you will, to the the manufacturing type of companies over the years, and uh, so there's uh, it was more spontaneous in the beginning, but there's also a, a policy tailwind of into these high tech small medium enterprises, and uh, they have been spending in R and D, um, you know, over the years and have rising on their their quality. So you know these type of companies, similar to uh, you know the the sort of hidden champion idea from the from from Germany, um, these these companies regarded as the the little giants, um, you know, in the in the in the Chinese policy language, is sort of the new wave of manufacturers that we're seeing today. And do you think, you know, uh, we've seen so many regulatory crackdowns in China, you know, uh, the education companies and the the big tech companies, do these sort of smaller uh, manufacturing companies, in, in your opinion, do you think they're perhaps safer from that sort of risk that, um, uh, you know, that, that regulatory risk that we've seen towards the, the big tech companies? Are, are they... Sort of immune from that, do you think? Um, I think they're they're under some uh, policy tailwind at this point, and I, I think they are. Uh, there, there is a there is that fact about you know reg- regulatory favorable treatment upon these companies, but at the same time, I think the rise has been uh, sort of spontaneous. They they have, um, you know, the, a lot of it has come up. Uh, from the the investment into their their INDs, they're 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 able to uh, close the quality gap with their their larger global peers. They're able to offer better services, and at the same time, they're also cheaper. So I think that this this trend is a medium term trend that we're looking at will continue for you know several years in future. And as you said, you've going to China every year for several years, made similar trips to this. Not not quite similar in that <laughs> you didn't have to stay in, in the same hotel room for two weeks. <laughs> but is are there any big 
major shifts in the economy that that you've noticed, you know, uh, and not just from COVID, but, you know, as you pointed out, the, the trade war uh, in, during the Trump administration. Um, it, it, could you describe if you've seen any sort of major themes in the economy change uh, because of both of these events? Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh, so you, uh, as you mentioned, there there is this some sort of this shift, priority shift from the Internet economy or the quote unquote intangible part of the economy to the more tangible part, the manufacturing space, the, the, the making of the things. Um, and I think that that's where, where the, you know, the, the, the focus of, um, you know, the government, but also like investors from venture capital to, you know, secondary market are focusing right now. Um, and I think that that is going to be a longer term trend as for the, for the internet, uh, internet part of the economy that we, we are, already seeing a you know organic slowdown of the of the growth um as china has reaching you know a uh, high penetration rate of internet users so so that high growth in the prior years is probably not going to maintain in the next few years but at the same time um there are industries like electric vehicles uh, you know, renewable energy, solar, for example, where China is already a leader or is becoming a leader where there's, you know, visible um, leaders in this space that we, we're we interested about. You sent over some notes uh, about your trip uh, before the podcast. And one line that really caught my eye, you said relationships between people have become closer post-pandemic. Could you talk a little bit about that? Or is it sort of like you said, People are just happy to see each other once again. You know, you're finally able to go out and, and sort of mingle again. Is is that is that basically what's going on? Just, you know, everyone's everyone's happy to, to be out and about again. Yeah, I, I feel really glad that I'm able to do this trip, especially considering that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of uh, local analysts, local investors are trapped in Shanghai. And unfortunately, they, they're, they're not able to move around at this point. Well, while, you know, I, I'm able to, you know, move from city to city. And some companies are telling me that they haven't had any investors. Uh, visit this year. Some told me that they simply haven't had any uh, investors since the pandemic. So uh, it, it's really high excitement to be able to meet each other. So after my my first three cities, I ran out of name cards. First, people are still using name cards. And then second, that I'm able to complete all these company visits and speaking to the, you know, the CFOs, the, the investor relation people and they're you know where we uh, you know chat uh not only about the companies but you know uh, things that we're seeing in, in the u.s outside of china as well right well let's talk about that uh, the traveling you've done so you you know you came in and you were immediately quarantined for 14 days right and then after that what happened after that you've been able to move around more freely so after the first 
14 days, there was another 14 days that uh, uh, ended right before the the May 1st uh, holiday. And after that, I was able to move from city to city from um, uh, my hometown Xi'an to uh, Hangzhou and then Shenzhen, uh, Sanya, Guangzhou, which is where I'm at now. And it's, it's really tricky to move from city to city it is still because there are all all these hidden rules and uh, right. hidden uh, blacklists, if you will. So, you know, they, they don't put it on paper, but you have to find out which cities are banned uh, to go to the next city. So, um, you know, for example, when I was moving from um, uh, uh uh, moving to to Sanya, which is a a tropical island uh, in the southern part of China, they they banned Hangzhou, um, and then you know the, you you have to be you have to you know be away long enough for them not not to recognize that. <laughs> so right, yeah, right. you have to. It's it's like playing a video game, and uh, <laughs> and then you have to find out all the tricks. To be able to level up, and I'm clearing all the levels at the moment. <laughs> so you have to research every step ahead, I guess, and make sure you're able to go from that city to that city. I, you're better than me. I would have landed in that tropical island that you mentioned and probably stayed there uh, and, and explained to my my boss that oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm now I'm quarantined on this beach for a few weeks. <laughs> so where are you off to next after this? Yeah, good question. So. Interestingly, a big news uh, in the in the last um, a few days is definitely Shanghai opening up. So right. my original destination for my flight in was Shanghai, and I feel like that that's a that's a that's a circle that I need to complete. Making Shanghai my final destination. We have a lot of companies that we typically visit in Shanghai, friends in Shanghai, fam- family in Shanghai. So. Yeah, I I would like to make Shanghai my my final destination if I can. But still I have to look, it, at, look at the hidden rules. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So it looks like Shanghai is starting to open up and maybe in the next next week or so you'll be able to actually get in and and travel around and see Shanghai. Is that is that the hope? Yeah, so uh June 1st is the date of open up. Um so we're we're gonna have to see probably for the first day, a few days how the how the process is going to be. I imagine it's going to be a step by step process. Um, might not open up immediately. Um, maybe some people will still not be able to move freely. Maybe transportation will still uh, be restricted. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see, but. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that. Um, uh, yeah, I I have things to do there. <laughs> one thing, one of the big themes in the U.S. over the last couple of years for investors has been, you know, when to buy the opening up stocks, when to buy the the stay at home stocks. I'm curious how your strategy. You know, are you more of a buy and hold long term type of strategy, or would you try to sort of find the beneficiaries of Shanghai opening up? Uh, or being in lockdown, how how are you viewing, you know, the the lockdowns and the reopenings as sort of uh, a fund manager? Is it is it worth trying to chase the 
the opening up and closing down stocks or do you try to look past that and, and just look towards the future? Yeah, sure. I think people have um, tried to trade around that. But th since there were there there were some false hope <laughs> in the, in the right, beginning of right. the year, so that that strategy hasn't really been so successful in China's case. Uh, we we are trying to stick to the longer term, um, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, themes, if you will, like the you know the 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 manufacturing, the localization trend, uh, the consumer brands, those kind of things that. We pay attention to and try to, you know, uh, stay with those companies. Well, it's been quite an adventure for you. And uh, for listeners out there who want to read more, Wenting has been writing a blog about her trip into COVID zero China at Harding Lovner's website. I hope do you have some more uh, posts coming up for us soon. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we published our first, uh, my first part of the journey, and uh, I hope my second part of the journey is going to be more exciting than the the first one, where, where I will be sharing with uh, our readers, you know, about my visits and trips uh, around China. <laughs> Not just stuck in the hotel. I, I know. I, I imagine you got sick of the food, and I know you you uh, did a lot of yoga to keep yourself sane. So that's a good tip if for anyone who. You YouTube YouTuber exercise sessions. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. 
So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Well, one thing we have a tradition on this show where at the end we all discuss uh, the craziest things we've seen in markets uh, in the past week. So, for your case, I want to hear the craziest story of uh, your trip. What's the sort of most interesting, most wild thing that's happened to you during this trip? Well, Mike, I guess that has to be my ambulance ride home between my phase one and phase two quarantine. An ambulance ride home. <laughs> Right home. <laughs> and you weren't sick, though. You weren't sick, right? It was just... Uh... Uh, so uh, between phase one and phase two, since I was moving from uh, one city to another, after I landed to the second city, which is my hometown, registered, well, after, a you know, a, 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 an hour-long register, uh, register process, actually, they assigned me a vehicle, which turned out to be an ambulance. <laughs> and the driver just, you know, took my luggage, took me to the ambulance. No siren, luckily, uh, but there were some uh, 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 blaring flashing lights. So what would have been an hour uh, drive turned out to be 20 minutes. <laughs> so I guess the, the, the regret that was that... Um, I, I just feel like I, I, I don't deserve all this care and all, I don't deserve all this attention, you know, that that would have been, uh, resources could have been spent elsewhere. And I, right. you know, I, I just wish that I don't have to, to do another ambulance ride anytime soon. <laughs> but, but it's, hey, some people ride around town in a, in a limo to flex, you know, you, you got your ambulance. I get it. Turn those sirens on, and like you said, you can cut the trip in half. So it's it's a uh, it's good way to get around if you if you can do it, and, and you know you don't need it for uh, for medical reasons. That's a great story, though. I uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever if I could get an ambulance through Manhattan sometime. That would uh, that would probably cut my commute in half. But you're right. We we got to save them for people that need it. Well, that's that's definitely the uh, the craziest story I've heard this week. But let me tell you about the craziest thing I saw in markets this week went saying, and I got to say, I don't need a, an ambulance, but I got really bad poison ivy over the weekend doing yard work. So I think I do need this thing that I read about and it, what it is, it's, I believe it's the world's tallest ever bottle of whiskey, the largest ever bottle of whiskey. It is six feet tall bottle of scotch whiskey uh distilled by Macallan in scotland in in 1989 and the reason it qualifies for the show is it went up for sale at an auction so it's even giant bottles of whiskey have a market they're all their own uh and it was the auction house lion and turnbull so one thing as a, as a financial analyst i have an important question for you here 
What do you think the world's largest bottle of whiskey, a six foot tall bottle of Macallan whiskey sold for at auction? No pressure, but your clients are going to want you to get this one right. I, I'm going to just throw in my guess. I would say $200,000. $200,000? million. if you can believe it. I wouldn't pay more than $200,000. I'd have to taste it first, I think, before I paid $1.3 million. That one glass is more expensive than I thought it would be. <laughs> well, once again, you enjoy that glass of whiskey, and uh, I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your trip and have a safe travels uh, back to the United States. And we really appreciate you joining the show and, and telling us about your trip. Thank you, Mike. Very nice talking to you. What Goes Up will be back next week. Until then, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal website and app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love it if you took the time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so more listeners can find us. And you can find us on Twitter. Follow me at Reganonymous. Vildana Hyrick is at Vildana Hyrick. You can also follow Bloomberg Podcasts at Podcasts. What Goes Up is produced by Stacey Wong. The head of Bloomberg Podcast is Francesca Levy. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.